When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome or welcome back to another episode of the For the Healthy House podcast, where we talk about conscious living, self-awareness, and everything in between. I'm your host, Ree. Thank you for joining me and allowing me to be a part of your journey. Um, How are y'all? Not gonna lie. I've been anxious about today's episode because I've been knowing that I needed to record it for a long time, and I guess just anxious and excited but generally speaking, I've been good. I realized something this morning. When it comes to me doing things, for example, cleaning my house, washing dishes, cooking, doing my hair. I did my hair this weekend. I always have to be doing another task accompany with that task. Does that make sense? So, for example, when I'm doing my hair... I'm watching YouTube videos or I'm listening to an audiobook, but I found myself today specifically craving silence and stillness. And I really think that's because I've had a lot of like screens and audiobooks, but I learned that I don't always have to be doing something. I, it's okay for me to just like, so I did a braid out yesterday on my hair and I had to take it down this morning. And I found myself just being very content with taking my hair down without any other, I guess, noise. And I really enjoyed that quietness, that silence, the stillness. Because I found myself, I did, I tried to listen to a podcast and I was just, it made me really anxious. I was really overwhelmed. So that is your sign to enjoy some silence, some stillness. It's such a meditative thing if you allow it to be. It doesn't have to be boring. Anyways, that's besides the point. Today, we're going to be talking about limiting beliefs. And this is a phrase that you probably have heard me say before on this podcast. But I realized that I've never talked about it. We've never really dived into exactly what a limiting belief is. So today, that's what we're going to talk about. Short, sweet, simple, but definitely so necessary. So simply put, a limiting belief is a state of mind that you believe is the absolute truth. Like, I don't care what nobody say. Like, I know for a fact that this is truth about the world, about myself. Um, And these beliefs hold you back from your full potential, from you you know, being yourself and just taking risks in life. These limiting beliefs aren't necessarily always about yourself. It could be about how the world works, how relationships work, how, you know, interactions with certain people. Limiting beliefs keep us in our comfort zone. And in a sense, it's a defense mechanism because 
our subconscious mind remembers certain things that we've been through, but our conscious mind doesn't necessarily remember those things. We're trying to protect ourselves. We're trying to prevent said thing from happening to us again. It's like literally our subconscious mind, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into the subconscious and conscious mind here in a bit, but our subconscious mind is literally like a kid just wanting to protect themselves from whatever it may be in this world. I tried to think really hard about what my limiting beliefs are. And at first, I had a really, really hard time trying to, like, find out what they were. And at first, I was like, is it because, like, I'm just that much held? And, you know, I don't have any limiting beliefs anymore. But no, ma'am. <laughs> no. I think that, of course, I've grown. And a lot of the limiting beliefs that I once had, I'm kind of like, I've grown from them, yes. But also, when you have a limiting belief in the present moment, it's really hard to recognize it. Because to us, these things are absolute truth. You know what I mean? And we will we will argue somebody down that these particular things um, is true, are true. But one that came to mind for me is that... I'm only allocated a certain amount of goodness in my life, right? I And I think I'm. this is still a limiting belief that I'm trying to overcome. If I am overwhelmed in the best way possible by a, an abundance of goodness, right? Like, you know, I don't know, I guess a brand hit me up and I'm really excited to work with this brand. And my mom got great news and just so many you know, good things happening in my mind. Somewhere back there, I'm like, ah, shit. I'm already knowing, like, something bad is going to happen now because it's just too good to be true. So that's one of my limiting beliefs that I have, that I am allocating only a certain amount of goodness. And another limiting belief is that nothing that I do will ever be enough. Nothing I do will ever be enough. The thing about limiting beliefs, we weren't born with them. We were not born with them. When we were born into this world, when we were born into this world, does that make sense? When we entered this world, <laughs> we were innocent. We seen the world through innocent eyes, right? So what exactly causes a limiting belief? I think there are many factors that cause them, but a few that I think, for me personally, and I think just us as human beings have a large effect on how we view the world is, like our family beliefs and how we were raised and our experiences. And I literally could go on and on and on and on and on about this, but we are who we are based on how we were raised, the things that we experienced, right? Those things ultimately shape who we are today. And it makes you question, and I have questioned, what limiting beliefs do I currently carry that are not mine, that do not belong to me? It's so funny because I was telling Travis this the other day, but it's like we all have on a pair of goggles, my goggles are a different prescription than your goggles. And 
the next person, the next person, and so forth and so on. But when we take these goggles off, we see the world in a completely different perspective. All of the limiting things that we swore were the truth seem absolutely absurd when you take those goggles off. And that's really how limiting beliefs work. One of my favorite quotes from the book, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. If you have not read that book, I highly recommend it. But most people are living in an illusion based on someone else's beliefs. I'm going to say it one more time. Most people are living in an illusion based on someone else's beliefs. Like that speaks volumes, you know what I mean? Because again, it goes back to us seeing certain things, us experience, experiencing, why can't I say experiencing? Experiencing certain things in our childhood. When we learn these values and these beliefs from our parents or those who raised us and just people who we were around in our earlier childhood days, it's not always like, yeah, this is how you love someone. You know what I mean? Or this is not always straightforward. Kids are like sponges. We soak everything up. And so although our conscious mind isn't doing this, our subconscious mind is telling us, okay, well, my mom works all the time, so I'm going to have to work really hard to just even make ends meet. That's a limiting belief, you know what I mean? And that's something that I thought growing up based on what I seen. No one told me this, just based on what I seen. It's crazy, and I feel like I could sit here and talk for days about just that particular part of limiting beliefs, but we're not going to do that today. I've mentioned the conscious mind and the subconscious mind a lot today. You can't talk about limiting beliefs without talking about the subconscious mind and the conscious mind. So essentially, the conscious mind is the analytical part of the mind. It's the part of the mind that thinks it's in control, <laughs> but it's definitely not. Our conscious mind is what we're mostly aware of because it's where we process all of our information. It is where we figure things out, where we judge, obsess, criticize, analyze, all of those things. Have you ever, and I know you have, because I've heard some of y'all say it, and I've done it as well, but... My mind never turns off. It goes from thought to thought to thought to thought to thought to thought. You know what I mean? To where I feel like I'm crazy sometimes. That's the conscious mind. That is the conscious mind. And it'll honestly, it'll have you thinking that it runs shit and it don't. It does not. Now, your subconscious mind. It's the one who runs shit. <laughs> it's the one that a lot of us aren't tapped into aren't aware of our subconscious mind that's where we can find our truest self it is non-analytical it's like you know when we say trust your gut <laughs> go with your instincts that's your subconscious mind that will help you do something like that and what's so funny is that our subconscious mind is fully developed before we arrive here on earth isn't that funny I'm really trying to wrap my head around that that's such an interesting amazing really magical thing when you think about it 
I remember being a kid and just being exposed to so many things, both good and bad. But our subconscious mind stores all that information, all of those experiences. That's where that information and all that stuff is, is in our subconscious mind. Our some our summer what <laughs> our subconscious mind it has no filter. It's literally like a fucking kid who believes everything. Like, do you remember being a kid and like your friend told you some dumbass shit that you know now as an adult is absolutely not true? That's how our subconscious mind is. It has no filter. It doesn't, it literally, it takes everything at face value. And it doesn't know the difference between what's true and what's not true. Our subconscious mind literally doesn't know any better. Our subconscious mind contains the blueprint for our lives. Right now, you, me, everyone, we're operating and we're living our lives based on all of the unprocessed, unfiltered information that is in our subconscious mind, aka our belief system. You know how our conscious mind never stops working? Mm, some of us, if you learn how to, which is a whole nother story for another day, but if you learn how to quiet your mind, but for everyone else, myself included sometimes, you know, our conscious mind, it never cuts off. It's always running. Our subconscious mind never runs like that. It doesn't have to. It controls the show. It runs off instinct and feelings and all of the things, like I said before, that we experienced when we were kids. And when you hear the phrase inner child, that's literally what it's referring to. It's referring to your subconscious mind and just healing your inner child and teaching yourself, I guess, unlearning and teaching yourself that all the things that you experienced, all the things that you were exposed to in your childhood is not absolute truth. And it takes a while to unlearn those things, as it should. You spent, what, 18 plus years learning that those particular things were the exact truth, it's going to take some time. But when we talk about healing our inner child, essentially, that's what we're doing. We're unlearning and we're working and processing through those limiting beliefs that we grew to know as truth into our adulthood. Okay, so get into the good part of it because I know, I feel like... <laughs> It's like, damn, Ree, you just told me all this shit. Like, I'm not even me. I don't even know who I am now. I think every day I'm learning more and more who I am. Oprah said it before. I love me some Oprah, y'all. I love me some Super Soul Sundays. But I want to become more and more of who I'm meant to be. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Life is full of ebbs and flows. There was a time in my life where I was going through a tough time and I think I really allowed it to become a part of 
my identity at that time in my life. And I just went down a really bad downward spiral. And honestly, I wish I had someone professional to talk to during this time. I didn't realize that therapy was an option for me. I didn't realize that it was accessible or available for me. Fast forward you know, a couple years from that time on that journey, I was introduced to therapy and actually BetterHelp is where I was first introduced to therapy at. It made me comfortable with sharing my life and what I'm going through with someone else, with a professional. On this journey, I learned so much about myself, so much about the world, so much about limiting beliefs and so much about just what I'm capable of in general. Starting therapy was a huge stepping stone for my life, for my journey. If you feel that therapy is in alignment with where you are right now on your journey, definitely give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, convenient, and it's suited to be flexible for your schedule. The sign-up process is super easy. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com FTHH today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash F-T-H-H. That said, let's go ahead and get into how... I am working to overcome my limiting beliefs. Step number one, plain and simple. Become aware of them. I've said this before. I think we absolutely sleep on the fact that awareness is the most important step of them all. It is a trait. Awareness, self-awareness. It is a trait that I find so admirable. So many people, I was once one of these people, not aware of myself, my environment. And I just think when people always talk about having common sense, like common sense, you ain't got no, have y'all ever heard people say that? You, you don't got no sense. I think sense should be replaced with self-awareness like common sense the the praise that we give to having common sense really is awareness and emotional intelligence those are the, are the things that should be praised and I, I think we don't give it enough credit but if you're listening to this podcast you have some level of self-awareness you're aware that things that happened to you for you ultimately shape how you are today and you realize that you have some unlearning to do so self-awareness or awareness in general just becoming aware I guess it's still self-awareness becoming aware of your limiting beliefs plain and simple something I like to do is find out the root of my limiting beliefs so going back to Two of the limiting beliefs that I mentioned earlier, one was I'm only allocated a certain amount of good in my life. I know exactly where the root of this came from, from something I experienced. I experienced loss at a really, really young age, 
at eight years old, I lost my grandpa. And I seen the effect that it had on my mother, my family in general, right? You lose someone close to you, like a grandpa, a father, especially someone who was in your life. You're sad. You're grieving. Fast forward to age 14. I lost my grandmother. And if you're not new here, you have heard me talk about my grandmother and how much I love her and how much of an impact she had on me. So you know how much, what that means for me, you know, losing my grandmother, right? Y'all, in the same year, I lost my cousin, my little cousin. She was a year younger than me. And it happened right in front of me. Like, she died right in front of me and her sister. So you can imagine, and I'm, am I tearing up, girl? Pull it together. You can imagine someone having a traumatic experience like that. And... For the rest of my life, I feel like after that, I looked over my shoulder like I was always, even to this day sometimes, um, if I hear an ambulance and Travis is not with me, I'm calling him because I'm like, are you okay? Like, that's trauma, y'all. And that's something that I'm currently still working through. But going back to my limiting belief that's the root of it. I'm only allocated a certain amount of good in my life because I've experienced so much bad, or really not even so much bad, but those experiences are huge, you know, traumatic events that happened in my life, and they're affecting me to this day. The other limiting belief is that nothing I do will ever be, will ever be good enough. I'm an only child, Okay. My mother has had, have always had very high expectations for me. I damn near had to be perfect when it came to the way that I looked, my grades in school, the way that I speak, everything. And that can put a lot of pressure on someone. And I literally spent a lot of my life trying to be perfect on paper, trying to do everything. Like, shit, I was making decisions based on what I thought my mother would say, like what I thought would satisfy my mother. And we know that's not healthy. You can't live your life with other people. But because I had such a, or because she had such a high level of expectations on me, it made me feel like nothing I do will ever be good enough. And I think, honestly speaking, I think something like that could be a blessing and a curse. Everything that I ever wanted to do, I've done. Everything that I will ever want to do, I will do. And I'm confused because I don't know if that's because of the high expectations she put on me or if that's because that's the person that I am, regardless, you know? But also, it could be a curse because... I could run myself into the fucking ground. And we all know perfect doesn't exist. And sometimes trying to do something perfect will stop you from doing something at all. I've been there. And I now tell myself that it's better getting it completed than perfect. Completion is better than perfection. Yeah, so that that that's the root of those. I, I feel like we gotta we went a little, you know, we went a little this way, but we reeling it back in. Those are examples of what the root 
of a limiting belief could look like. And you know what? I feel like working through that shit can be hard. I mean, it's going to be. It's going to be difficult because it's going to cause you to have to really remember some shit that your conscious mind didn't remember, but your subconscious mind remembers because it's evident in the way that you live your life. But just take your time with it. Be gentle with yourself. As you can see, like, should I just, I simply mention, you know, some traumatic events that happened in my life and I kind of got teared up. So just be gentle with yourself. Cry that shit out, laugh it out, rest, work, do whatever you need to do, but just work through it. Okay, so the next thing is really fun. Um, for every, girl, what did your hair just do? For every limiting belief, write down an affirming belief that's going to debunk the limiting belief. So, for example, my limiting belief is I'm only allocated a certain amount of goodness in my life. The affirmation would be all good things come to me infinitely and abundantly. Limiting belief, nothing I do will ever be good enough. Affirmation, I am enough. And I think I love that. It's so funny. I love the affirmation, I am enough. I am enough. I am enough. So much because it means so much to me. It means so much. I think a lot of us feel (laughs) that we aren't enough feel that we have to perform or or we want to be perceived a certain way by society and we feel that we can't be positively perceived which who gives a fuck about being perceived really but we feel like we can't be loved by just being ourselves and so that's why simply put I am enough is such a powerful statement a powerful affirmation. I am enough. I am enough. I am. I'm enough. There's nothing I need to do outside of myself. I don't need to perform. I am enough as I am right now. And those who can't accept that, they aren't for me. Period. Another fun thing to do is try to rationalize your limiting beliefs. Nine times out of ten, you're not going to be able to rationalize them. Like, you're just not. And you will see them for exactly what they are, limiting beliefs. And I'm trying to think, like, because I feel like my limiting beliefs are more, like, I don't know, like, I feel like I chose ones that were really deep. But I'll give an example. And I, I can't really speak too much on it. But, for example, I'm going to California here soon. I I actually was supposed to go to Africa earlier this, no, last month. I was supposed to go to Kenya, and I ended up not going. And when I spoke to my mom about, when she first found out I was going to Kenya, she was just like, oh, my God. Like, she wasn't happy for me, y'all. She was just like, oh, my God, no. No. Oh, my God, no. Oh, my God. I hope you, She literally said, I hope you make it back. I wish I was making that up. She literally said, I hope you make it back. And I'm like, why would you say that? And then when I ended up telling her, no, I'm not going, she was like, thank God. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Are you what? 
But now I'm going to California and she's like, oh my God, but you're my baby. Oh no. And it's like, obviously I can't flat out sit here and tell you, but what it looks like is that she has a limiting belief of like traveling and airplanes. That's what it really seems like. And it's really unfair for her to try to throw those limiting beliefs on me. And cause she's not gonna hold me back from traveling. And I think it's insane to, first of all, all limiting beliefs are insane, you know, but it's completely insane to not travel. Cause my best friend is scared of planes too. It's insane to not travel, to not see the world because of a limiting belief. And it's doing exactly what a limiting belief is supposed to do. It's holding you the fuck back. Just like that, try to rationalize your limiting beliefs. You won't be able to. You're going to, once you like see the shit written down on paper or you really try to make sense of it, you like, you're going to be like, damn, I'm really, I'm really wow for really thinking this. And you'll start to see the world in a completely different way and you'll start to take risks and challenges, which is my next and last way that I like to overcome my limiting beliefs. It's just to take risk and take, like challenge myself, literally. And I mean, so intentionally, so purposefully doing things that my limiting belief told me that I could never do. And when you do that, it's like when you go out into the world and you do that thing, you'll realize how untrue your limiting belief was. So take risks. Don't let your limiting beliefs hold you back because that's exactly what they're going to do. That's exactly what they're going to do. You have to remember who the fuck you are, who the fuck you were meant to be. Don't let something like a limiting belief, an illusion that's not even yours, don't let it hold you back. Do not. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some time to unlearn and become this person that you're meant to be, you know, and live your life to its full potential. But you can do it. If you are here listening to this podcast today, you can do it. You will do it. I have faith in you. I have faith in us. We got this. Woman the fuck up and step right on those limiting beliefs neck. Why did I point? Y'all can't see. <laughs> the people listening can't see. But why did I point when I did that? Oh, my God. Anyways, I love y'all. This was so fun. I be so anxious sometimes, but when I sit down, he like, uh, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be, you know? But I love y'all so much. You are enough. We are enough. You are exactly where you're supposed to be. Thank you so, 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 so much for spending time with me today. I'm sending you so much peace, so much love, and everything you need in this moment. Bye. Mwah. <laughs>